God wanted the people of God not to be fearful. In the things that God is doing, because the first thing that happens to us, we have fear. And God says, you have fear, but I told you already that I am in this whole situation, and I'm going to take care of you. Don't have unbelief, but believe that God is in control. Fully, completely. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us today for our ongoing study of great biblical faith heroes. Today, Raul will focus on the inspiring testimony of Moses, a man God appointed to lead his people in difficult circumstances. Stay with us to reflect on Moses' humble obedience and personal sacrifice. You'll see that as you trust the Lord and follow His path for your life, you can be confident of His presence in your trials. Let's join Roll Reese now with the message, Moses in Need of a Deliverer. Well, if you have your Bible this morning, turn to the book of Exodus, Genesis, Exodus, chapter 1, very important because this is a time that God is looking for a deliverer. Because Exodus talks about a deliverance, talks about salvation, And it talks about redemption. Redemption is very important. Our redemption came through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When he came, he went to the cross. He died. He rose again from the dead. And God has chosen one man by the name of Moses that is going not only to be born, but as the commandment is given by the Pharaoh to take the males and cast them into the Nile River, that they decide not to do that. They decide to keep the kids. God had a purpose for Moses. And Moses here is born. He's just a baby. And the women are keeping the males without casting into the river. And what happens through that, here Moses is not going to be used by his mother. Cast him in there, in a little boat. When she picks him out of the river, that little Pharaoh's daughter, He takes him in, and guess what happens? The Lord switches the table around. He, not only, he is taken by Pharaoh's daughter, but through that, Moses' mother and sister come around, and God puts him in charge of taking care of her own son. How God's purposes are so different. By faith, she put her son in the river. Lord, he's all yours. You do whatever you want with him. And God did exactly what he wanted to do and then had his mother, his sister, involved in the situation that Moses found himself in. And his mother was obedient. Well, here in the lesson this morning, we want to make sure that we understand deliverance, salvation, and redemption here in Exodus. I wrote this couple things down here. Israel was a new people created by God in the ages past. Now become his witnesses. Whoever thought that God would use the Jews in Egypt? Seventy people left in Genesis, remember, in Joseph's family? 
70 went up to Egypt. From 70, they multiplied themselves to 600,000 men, males, and eventually to 2 million people leaving Egypt to the promised land. Again, God has his ways. The section recounts Israel's final years in Egypt, here before Exodus. Now, I wonder how God is going to end our lives. What are we doing today? There's an appointed time for a man to die, and then the judgment comes. And a lot of times as believers, we think, well, I got 10, 20, 30 years left. How do you know that? That's why every day we have to be ready to meet the Lord. That's what the Bible teaches. And the way to not only serve the Lord is through obedience, to know Him. Obedience is wanted by the Lord. Here God is demonstrating life and salvation to this world by Jesus Christ. Then, life and salvation is a spiritual, eternal thing that we're going to experience when we die. It will be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And salvation is secure through faith in Jesus Christ. The people of God there in Egypt, by faith, they believe what Moses had said. They believed God and they left Egypt and they were going to the promised land. So when we read our Bibles, we need to understand that God has a purpose for my life. He has a purpose for your life too. Now look how he begins the chapter. We see here Israel suffering in Egypt. Verse 1, he says, Now these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Each man, his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Ishkar, Sibulam, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher. And all those who were descendants of Jacob were 70 persons, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And then verse 6. And Joseph died. We saw that. Joseph died. His brothers and all that generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty. And and the land was filled with them. God's faithfulness to the people of God. I picked up some words and I underlined them. I circle actually the word all. I circled the word fruitful, increased, abundantly, multiplied, grew, mighty, filled with them. What God did, what God was doing. This is why the Pharaoh became threatened by Israel. They were growing. And the Egyptians were afraid that Israel was going to take over Egypt and take over them and make them slaves. So the Pharaoh thought, before they do it to us, we're going to do it to them. But God was in control. God will take them and break them. Will break them. To the point where Moses will come along, and the Lord is there, and they're actually calling upon God. And God says to Moses, Hey Moses, I heard the cry of the people that I have in Egypt, and I'm going to send you to deliver them. See, God prepared Moses all the way through. So here we see the beginning. And then verse 8 to 10. We see here such a growth. I mean, cause Pharaoh to freak out. Verse 8. And now there arose a new king of, over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, look, 
the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we are. So they start recognizing these are special people. They're getting blessed. They're actually in numbers are growing. And if we don't take care of the situation and problem, we're going to be in trouble. This Pharaoh was not known by anybody. This Pharaoh came into power. They didn't know who the children of Israel were. And so this is a new thing to him. But he recognizes his concern. Now check this out. Here is his threat. Verse 10. He says, come and let us deal truly with them, Israel. Lest they multiply and it happen in the event of war that they also will join our enemies and fight against us and so go up out of the land. He says, you know what? If we get into a battle, they're going to be with their enemies that are enemies and they'll fight against us and we'll be wiped out. The cause of oppression. You ever been oppressed by something in your life? I've seen people that are oppressed. In chapter 1 of Job, when Job was sitting there and he was blessed with finances, with cattle, sheep, I mean, everything you can imagine, and with a family. And then all of a sudden, his family gets killed. All his finances are gone. All the camels, all the sheep, everything he had was gone. And you say, well, what did he do when his daughters and sons were killed? If you read the whole chapter down to the bottom, he says, Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth, and he takes it away. Blessed be his name. Could we say that? People can say, oh, I would do that. I don't know about that. You can say a lot, but when the real situation comes, man, people are different. And that's why God trains us in the word of God. That's why we have these lessons. So we can learn from them. So if it happens to me, I can be an example to other people of trusting in the Lord. Trusting in Jesus. God was trying to get the children of Israel to trust in him. As Moses becomes their leader. And when you look at the leader, Moses... Not only do you see that God's hands upon him, but as God breaks him, it takes him for 40 years to become a shepherd. And when he comes back to Egypt, he knows how to lead his people. Because God trained him among sheep, and among goats, and among lambs. God wanted the people of God not to be fearful. In the things that God is doing, because the first thing that happens to us, we have fear. And God says, you have fear, but I told you already that I am in this whole situation, and I'm going to take care of you. Don't have unbelief, but believe that God is in control of my life. Fully, completely. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For resources to encourage your heart and strengthen your faith, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Be sure to order the Inspiring Men of the Bible series we're currently airing. It's available on CD and an MP3 thumb drive. Now back to more of our study, Moses in Need of a Deliverer. Look at the results here of the persecution that's going on in verse 11 through 14. He says, therefore, what I just told you, therefore, going backwards. They set taskmasters over Israel to afflict them, 
with their burdens. And they built to Pharaoh supply cities, Python and Ramses. But the more they afflicted Israel, the more they multiplied and grew. So the more they afflicted Israel, the more they grew in numbers. Because they took it as an example. They listen, hey, we're with God. God is with us. We're going to do this. And whatever God does, we're going to stand by it. So the Egyptians begin to kind of get, wait a minute, they're still growing. Verse 13. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. You see the word rigor? It means with harshness. They were not nice to them. Not nice to them. They put them to work. And they made Israel, their lives bitter, with hard bondage, in mortar, in brick, in all manner of service in the fields. And all their service in which they made them serve what is harshness again. They believed that the children of Israel could have built the pyramids in Egypt. But they were working in Egypt so hard. They had these taskmasters that not only beat them and persecute them and even kill them. That God had a plan for these people of God. They were there being not only treated falsely, but God was going to redeem them. Because God loved them. As God loves you, God loves me. Maybe you're going through something very, very hard in your life today. You feel like, man, when is God going to help me? How is God going to help me? Am I going to make it today? Am I going to make it tomorrow? But you know, I've learned in my life that when I go through things like that, there's only one thing I can do is get on my knees and pray. What can I do? Nothing. Nothing at all. And there's been times where God not only has spoken to me, and there's been times of silence, just listening, not speaking, And when you do those things in your personal life, it seems like the voice of God is very clear in what he does. With the people of God, he was very clear. That here, they've been in Egypt. God has a purpose for their lives. God is going to take, get a leader, take this leader to lead them out of Egypt. And then that leader is going to rise up. He's going to raise up another leader by the name of Joshua. Joshua would be the next leader after Moses. Look what he says in verse 15. This is pretty interesting as he speaks. And then the king of Egypt. Now let me say this. The king of Egypt is the type of the devil, Satan, in typology. The type of Satan. He says, spoke to the Hebrews midwives. And of whom... The name of one was Shariach, and the name of the other was Puach. Shariach means to be fair. The second name, Tapawa, means mouth or corner or bush of hair. Now, the king, type of Satan, Egypt is the type of the world. We came out of the world. We're not to go back into the world. When you become a Christian, God has cleaned you up. Clean. I don't understand how many times we've dealt with Calvary Chapel here and in other areas where we've seen somebody on fire for the Lord. Man, they can do nothing else but serve the Lord. Read the Bible here at Calvary Chapel, Bible studies, doing all that stuff. And then all of a sudden we hear that they're back in the world, back on drugs, 
back in alcohol, back in whatever they were before. And you say, how can that happen when they tasted of the goodness of God? To go back to the vomit that you left behind, like Peter said, like the dog going back to his own vomit, or like the swine, you give him a bath, you perfume him, you let him go, he goes right back to the mud. We can't do that as believers. We can't do that. We have to take our commitments seriously. That there's a day of death coming. There's a day that the Lord's coming back. And we got to be ready. And Satan wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy you. And he wants to destroy your relationship with Jesus Christ. Fully, completely. That's why it's important to read the Bible. Every day. To get on your knees and praise. It's important to come to church. To hear the messages. So you can develop spiritually and go spiritually. So that when you are not only used by God. You're going to be able to see the hand of God. That God does love me. And God is with me. And he's doing this in my life. And through my life. As he's going to do with Israel. He goes to verse 16. And he said. When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women, and you see them on the birth stools, it is a son, then shall kill him, but it is a daughter, then you shall make them live. Now the birth stools were where the woman would sit, and they would have their babies. And the Jewish women were having more babies faster than the Egyptians. God was multiplying himself. God had a plan. So the Egyptians became very concerned with that. Hey, we need to get rid of all the male children and just keep the women. But the women obeyed God rather than who? Rather than the Egyptians. He goes on, verse 17. But the main wives feared God. There's the key underline, the fear God. There was a fear of God among these women. Today, as you look at the church, I'm not just talking about this church, churches. There's no fear of God in the church. No fear. If there was fear of God in the churches, the churches would be different. They wouldn't be carnal. They would be spiritual. When you have the fear of God, it means you're not shaking. The fear of God is reverence the name of God. The reverence of God. He is holy. He is God. He judges. And he gives his grace to those that want God's grace, like us. We want the grace of God. I want the grace of God in my life. And if you don't have the grace of God, God wants to give you his grace as you come to know him by repentance. By repenting of your sins. Not sin, plural, sins. And then God will begin to work in your life and through your life. And he'll make you what he wants you to be, not what you want to be. He's the master potter, we're the clay. That's what it says in Isaiah. And this is what Pharaoh was trying to do to the children of Israel. He was trying to make them not only compromise, but he saw the opportunity that here is Israel, they're in Egypt, doesn't really want them to leave. So what does he do? He multiplies himself and takes over Egypt and then brings the children of God to bondage and slavery. Sin always makes you a slave. Always. 
And when I say it makes you a slave, whatever your slavery may be, you can be a slave to marijuana, you can be a slave to drinking, you can be a, to fornication, to adultery, whatever it is, homosexuality, whatever. You can be a slave to that. And the only way to break that is to truly repent before God and say, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's my past, this is my present, and I'm looking to the future. What's the future? Heaven. Heaven's the future. Man, these lessons are very important for me, and I pray for you. To understand why these things are written for our examples, the Bible says. Watch this. Verse 17. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded. They obeyed. But save the male children alive. And so the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing? And save the male children alive. He's asking the question, Why did you do this? Well, I said not to do it. Well, they'd rather obey God than Pharaoh. Answer, verse 19. And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. You see? They're not like the women of the world. These are the what? The people that know God in their lives. He says, like Hebrew are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives ever come to them. The Jews were having children fast. I mean, faster than the Egyptians. And what the Lord was doing, he was multiplying himself among the males. For one day, they would leave Egypt by a leader by the name of Moses. And they would be able to serve God. And this is what God wants in our lives, to serve Him. In spirit and in truth, He goes on to say this. Verse 20. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mightily. Notice who's in control. God is in control. They didn't decrease, they increased. God gives the increase. The devil does the decrease. As he puts you on the shelf. And he gets you, God, not to use your life. But God has used you. And God wants to use you. The question is this. Do you want to be used by God? Do you want God to use your life? And if he uses your life, how much are you willing to sacrifice of yourself? We hope your heart has been strengthened by the account of God's faithful sovereignty in Moses' life. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review the message you've heard today, call us at 800-634-9165 and mention today's title, Moses in Need of a Deliverer. We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Now, as you think about how the Lord might be leading you to honor Him with your life, we'd like to tell you about this entire 20-part series titled Men of the Bible. Available on both CD and a flash drive, Rawls' comprehensive study of the spiritual legacies left for us in the Bible will help you establish a deeper trust in the Lord's personal plans for you. You'll see that as you entrust your future to God, He can work in and through you in rich and wonderful ways. To order Rawls' 20-lesson Men of the Bible series, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send you the CD collection for a gift of $26 or the USB drive for $21. 
That's 800-634-9165. You can also order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We appreciate your partnership. Your tax-deductible gifts keep us on the air and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Tune in next time as we continue exploring the spiritual legacies of biblical believers, zeroing in on the detrimental concessions made by a man named Lot. You'll see how important it is to guard against compromise in your faith, especially in seasons of ease. Here's Raul once again with a closing comment. And God is not looking for excuses. God is looking for obedience. Obedience. That's what God wants. And when you obey, then God not only uses you, but he blesses you in such a way that you never thought that God had this for you. And God now continues to bless your life because you obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you willing to obey? Are you willing to serve him with all your heart? Watch what he says in conclusion, verse 22. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river again, and every daughter you shall save alive. Well, God already took care of the problem. They wouldn't do it. They'd rather obey God than Pharaoh, the type of Satan. It just blows me away how many people obey Satan when God has done so much in your lives, in my life. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.